Welcome back to Here So We Don't Get Fined. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we are back with another episode for you guys. Boom. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we A lot of movement in the sports world, a lot of things happening. We teased a little bit of it at the end of the last pod. Uh, but there's not just movement in the soccer world, also movement in the hockey world, and before we get to either one of those things, some uh, potential movement in the form of suspension coming soon in the NFL world, specifically for my beloved Indianapolis Colts. If you have not heard, uh, it started a couple years ago. I'm not going to say started. I mean, it started with Pete Rose. But a couple years ago, Calvin Ridley, when rehabbing in Florida, his injured foot, uh, placed a couple of bets, a couple of, like, big bets, but a couple of bets on some parlays. And the NFL was like, hey, you can't do that. They were on the Falcons. They were not even in the same state. He wasn't in the facility. He was getting rehab done in Florida, bet on another team, slapped with a year-long suspension. Well, this season, at the end of the season, it came down a few Commanders players and a few um, Lions players. Don't know why I just blanked on that. <laughs> also got caught gambling. But this time, in the facility. Now, none of them on their own team, uh, but in the facility nonetheless. One player in particular was not even gambling on football. Was gambling on college football, not NFL football. And was still suspended for six months. The rest suspended indefinitely. Because he was gambling in the facility. Uh, Well, the most recent victim of this, and I I don't want to say victim. You, uh, I, I've heard multiple people who are former athletes, uh, basically say that like, if you do this, it's your own fault because there is signage everywhere in an NFL locker room that says, don't gamble. There are people everywhere. You will have meetings. You will have, uh, presentations about not turning into Pete Rose. Don't be Pete Rose. Don't be Pete Rose. Apparently, this has been something that has been hammered into the NFL for years. So at this point, if you're doing it, it's on you. So I don't want to say victim, but the most recent person who has been caught gambling in uh, the practice facility has been Isaiah Rogers Sr., a defensive player for the Indianapolis Colts. A really good one, too. Uh, But here's the deal with, uh, oops, I need to turn my phone off. Here's the deal with um, the Isaiah Rogers gambling thing. Uh, The suspension has not been laid down. I imagine it's going to be indefinite like the rest of them, but I imagine it's going to be worse because he was not only gambling on football in the Colts facility, he was caught gambling on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, we do not know whether he was gambling for or against the Colts. I don't think that really matters as far as suspension goes. Hopefully, as a, as a fan, I want to know, right? Like, uh, were you betting against us last year? Were you betting for us to lose? Uh, because he is a defensive player. He does have direct sway in that happening. Um, there is a clip going around of a... Uh, breakout touchdown run that Dalvin Cook had in that famous 33-point biggest comeback in NFL history against the Vikings, in which Isaiah Rodgers is shown putting forth very very little effort to stop Dalvin Cook. And so, um, we don't know. We don't know what games he bet on. We don't know how many bets he... We know it was... Hundreds of bets. So this is not a small time. This wasn't a one or two dealio thing. This was hundreds of bets placed um, on the Indianapolis Colts and other teams. Uh, From what it sounds like, they were all, or at least majority, football-related. And so, um, based on the one-year suspension that Calvin Ridley got for a few bets, not on his team, the six months that... Uh, I believe it was Jameson Williams got yeah, for six uh, betting on not football, 
or not NFL football, but in the Lions facility, and the indefinite suspensions that other guys got for betting on NFL football in the facility, not their own teams. Uh, this is likely to be a very hefty suspension. Indefinite, to say the least. A season, I think, is bare minimum. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was something more along the lines of like 25 games. Um, that's a that's a specific number. It's just, it's about a season and a half is what I was okay. going for. Okay, okay. Is what I was going for, about a season and a half. Um, I think the NFL, and I don't know if it's the right or wrong thing to do, I think the NFL needs to make a statement here. What do you mean? Like, how, like... They want. They need. I think they need to make a, a, a point that kind of hammer like sends a message to the rest of the players. Like, hey, like really stop doing this. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna help because I thought a pretty big statement was made with Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he wasn't in the facility. He had no control of any outcome of a game. Like. He had been away from the Falcons for for months at this at the point where he was gambling, right? Like, yeah. like I thought suspending him for an entire season was a statement in itself. If I'm an NFL player, that terrifies the crap out of me. Betting to, on you know, points. to be honest. So I'm, I agree. A statement needs like something needs to be made to get through these kids' heads. Don't freaking do it. But is suspending a guy for two plus seasons going to help that? Is it really going to make that big of a difference when we've already seen lengthy and serious suspensions for gambling, and a year later guys are doing it again? You know, if I'm if I'm being honest, I'm kind of surprised that there isn't some sort of system set up for professional athletes to gamble. And what I mean by that is. I'm surprised that in the legal states there hasn't been some sort of plan passed that like makes it to where to where athletes can bet, but it is impossible for them to bet on anything that like they can have a uh, influence on. So like yeah. maybe only being able to bet on live games. Well, or you can make futures. Like, even then, I think. I don't think they should be able to bet on NFL football. And here's why. Um, there are, I think, levels of knowledge about, That's fair. about football. Your guy who knows nothing about sports, doesn't like sports, goes through his 9 to 5, comes home, plays video games, watches anime, nothing about sports. That guy, that's the, one, that's the base level of knowledge about sports, about NFL football. Up there you have your casual NFL fan. If they're bored on a Sunday, they'll watch it. They'll have a good time. Then you have your like real fans. Fans who watch every game they can. Fans who do whatever. Then you have like us. Fans who are not quite media, but we have a podcast. This is how passionate we are about sports. We get on the internet and we talk about it three times a week. A week, right? We know more than your average fan. We know a little bit more. Sounds a bit pompous, but go on. You're telling me you and I don't know more than your average football fan? I'm saying I'm not going to verbalize that. Yep. Anyway, and then you have your media people. These people have connections to GMs. They have connections to players. They have, um, like, this, that, and the other. There are people who are uh, involved in the regular media, and it's not just a hobby for them. This is their full-time job, so they have access to things that you and I don't have access to. Right. And then you have those people who are in the media who are former players. They have a special knowledge of the game that other media don't. Like, Stephen A. Smith does not have the same level of knowledge about football that uh, Michael Irvin does. So when they get up and talk on first take, Michael Irvin's knowledge is a little more credible than Stephen A. Smith's. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then you have coaches and staff members around the NFL, and then you have the players. And they, I think, have similar levels of knowledge because not only do they have intricate knowledge of the game, 
But they spent four hours this week going over film tape about the Buffalo Bills. They know the runs that Stefan Diggs has specialized in the first four weeks of the season. They know uh, what Aaron Jones has been up to for the last six weeks, not just in games that anyone can watch, but in practices. Uh, they have personal relationships with guys on other teams. They are actively in it every single day. So the level of knowledge that an NFL player has about other guys in the NFL, I don't think anyone else on the planet has. You know, and I so hadn't... it seems a bit unfair for those people who have that sort of inside knowledge to put money on NFL games. You know, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Like, these guys go go over the same team for a whole week. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's, like, it's like it's basically insider trading. Yeah, and so, like, because initially when, like, Calvin Ridley thing happened, my, my first thought was, that's dumb. Why can't they bet on games if it's not their own team, right? Now, do I think Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he did it? Absolutely not. Like, he should be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest baseball players to ever play. But should he have gotten in trouble for it? Absolutely. Should he have been banned from the league from being a manager? Maybe. But, like, I, I don't think it should be allowed. That's fair. But when it comes to Jameson Williams gambling on Texas versus Oklahoma. Who cares? That, that he should not be suspended six games. If you want to suspend him two as a you shouldn't gamble in the facility. Because if he did this at home, he wouldn't have gotten a suspension at all. The only reason he was suspended is not because he was gambling, but because he was gambling inside an NFL facility. That's half a season? Come on. That yeah, that I mean, I mean like, six games is not half a season, but like it's a statement, but it's a it's come on. Yeah. Uh but I do think they should not be allowed to bet on NFL games, especially their own team. That is absurd. So I don't know what Isaiah Rogers is gonna get, but he's gonna deserve it. And I hate it. I hate it a lot because I, think, I like he's a great player for our our defense who was bad last year and needs to be better. We have a lot of guys coming back from injury and it looks like we're going to have a much more complete defense this year, so automatically losing a starter well because, you were going to have a much more complete defense. Yeah, but losing a starter who makes millions of dollars because he wanted to make and these were like $25 bets by the way. They were not big bets. So, I mean, this guy's paying for his grocery bill if he's winning. Like, I mean, that's what pisses me off the most. Okay, here's an easy, easy, easy way to monitor this. You can bet on whatever you want, but it can't exceed a certain amount. Like, 25 bucks? What 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 are you going to make on 25 bucks? A hundred? Or, like... like it, and that's a... Even that's a really... That's like 400 to 1 odds. Yeah, like, come on. Like, listen, I'm all for preser- per- preserving the uh, sanctity. Not the sanctity. The... What's the word? Legitimateness? Legitimacy? I, le- no, I, I think sanctity might be the right word. Sanctity is not a word. Sanctity? Sanctity. I think that's the word. Uh, I get for preserving the that word of the league but like people like betting on sports because it makes watching those sports more fun these guys don't watch like he's not watching sports but when like, he's playing at one o'clock he's not watching no no but like but like the, the thing is is like no one is trying to like I, I don't know how to explain it without it sounding like just don't bet but like don't bet it's not that hard no, I know, I know, but like we're getting so up in arms about twenty five dollar bets, like it's not like he was making twenty five thousand dollar bets on this this crazy thing to happen. I don't, but I you don't know? think you can set a stipulation on that. I don't think I think it has to be all or nothing. I don't think you can set a stipulation because st- setting a stipulation is a slippery slope. Like if, what is, happens if it's twenty five it bucks and someone bets thirty? I mean, that guy is going to get suspended a season for five dollars more than this guy did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's it, it seems like to 
to me, it's a cut and dry thing. You are in the NFL. You should not be betting on NFL games. There are a ton of sports you can bet on. Oh, yeah. The NBA Finals are happening right now. The NHL playoff. And this was during the season, too, when the NHL, the NBA, and baseball were all in full swing. Like, and the best part of baseball, too, with October baseball. Like, there are plenty of things you can bet on. A million different things you can bet on. Yeah. So why not, how about just make the caveat, the the meat in the middle is, and make this a, across all athletics, you know? You can bet on whatever sport you want, just not the one you play. That's the, that's the rule. That's the rule? Yeah. You oh, just can't bet then, within the facility. Then screw them. Yeah, you can't bet within the facility. But right now, like... I thought that... I don't know why I thought that no. the NFL was just being, like, super aggressive. No, you can't Jameson bet, Williams period. got six games for the... The only reason he got six games is because he made his bets in the facility. If he was oh. at home and made those bets, he wouldn't have got suspended. So, like, okay, hypothetically. If I'm understanding it correctly, which I'm pretty on, sure I am. On your understand, like, the way you understand this, uh, it's practice, right? Okay. It's lunchtime. Yeah. Jamison Williams get not what? Yeah, Jamison Williams gets his lunch, goes to his car to eat lunch in his car. Places bets. I think that still counts as the facility on Colts property or Lions property, for example. Okay. Okay. But like, if he got done with the game, went home, placed a bet on the Lakers minus five points, that's legal. He could do that, from what I understand. Which is why I think Jameson Williams should have got a slap on the wrist in, in in two games max. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a bit. It, 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 Ah, English. I think that's a bit extreme. Uh, but all, The only thing, if he had done the exact same thing, just not in the facility, he would have been fine. My attitude towards this just did a complete 180. At, fir- like, at first, I thought the league were just being like super aggressively I, controlling, like they t- tend to be sometimes. I could but be now, misunderstanding it now from the I'm stuff just that like, I've read. I could be misunderstanding it, but from what I understand... If you are in a state where it is legal to bet, yeah, you can bet on games that are not the NFL as long as it is not in the facility. I got you. I got you. I love how right before we started this, you were like, let's do, we were talking about the order things were going to go in. And we're like, let's do Isaiah Rogers first. That won't take long. Listen, you're the one who made it take long. I just asked a question. I gave a monologue that ended, I looked at it at four minutes and 40 seconds. And then you asked a question, and now we're 17 minutes in. Why is it my fault? Because if you just let me monologue, it would have been fine. Maybe I just I wasn't in a hurry to get to my monologue. Did you ever think about that, David? Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, ultimately, I lied. 18 minutes. But ultimately, I think um, I'm, I'm pissed at Isaiah Rogers. Like, the whole team, the team, really? That, that's the, like... Pete Rose will forever live in infamy in major in major sports forever. And it wasn't it was specifically because he was betting on the Reds. Like that that's why he's not in the Hall of Fame, not cuz he bet. That would have gotten him fired and probably suspended and maybe even banned from the league, but not the Hall of Fame. He was betting on his own team. If you're going to be dumb enough to bet on your own team, I don't know, man. I'm pissed. But at the same time, he's a kid. Like, he's literally, like, 24. So, he, he's young. Sports gambling just became legal in Indiana not too long ago. Like, I don't know, man. I That was probably in some small print he decided not to read. Yeah. Like, that update. Like, a, hey, yeah. make sure you don't. Yeah. So, I'm annoyed. Um, I'm not pissed. I'll be pissed if I find out he was betting against the Colts. That pissed me off. As a fan. Oh, he would be exiled um, from the league. Oh, he'd be cut immediately. That's for sure. He'd, he'd be banned. But um, He I, would so get I'm, the Pete Rose treatment. I'm honestly kind of surprised he hasn't been cut already. Because all the other guys from the... Uh, with the exception of Jameson Williams from the Lions and the Commanders were cut. Eh, yeah, but... So I'm like, a bit surprised he hasn't been cut already. Yeah, but, but Jameson Williams is the biggest name of that group by far. Oh, you know, sure. Isaiah sure. Rogers is a lot... Cl- I'm not saying he is... In the same mentioning, but he's a lot closer. I mean, Jameson Williams. 
hasn't even played in NFL football yet. So. Yeah, but Jamison Williams is a former first-round pick, projected to be starter. Yeah, but Isaiah Rodgers has actually made impactful plays on the football field. So. Yeah, but Jamison Williams has like, it's different. All right, it's You're just right. Isaiah different. Rodgers has actually helped his team. Oh my god! And, you know, how many touchdowns has Isaiah Rodgers scored for the Colts? Probably more than Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams has scored like three. He hasn't played yet, has he? Yeah, he played. Yeah, he's he's played. Jameson Williams. Yeah, his first catch was a touchdown. Didn't he have cancer? No, that's Mechie. Oh, I was thinking of the wrong guy. Yep, yep. What did William Williams didn't play the whole season? Did he? No, no, because he tore his ACL. That yeah. was it. Okay, yeah. I, I think I got those two flip flops. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, he, I'm pretty sure Williams tore his ACL in the national championship. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. Anyway, we're 20 minutes in now. That's enough of that. Okay. Point is, if somehow this podcast lands in the ears of an NFL player, don't bet on NFL sports. You sounded like such an old white man. I'm so upset, right dude. there. Something so Get trivial. Get off my lawn. Something so I'm trying trivial. to watch my TV. Something so true. The only thing this can do, betting. You're making million-dollar salaries. All betting is going to do is get good players off of the football field and br- make people question the NFL and its legitimacy when it comes to rigging games. That's all it's going to do. It can do nothing but good. You're not going to make more betting than you are from being a player in the National freaking Football League. Unless you're just really freaking good at it. Um, You're not helping anybody. All you can do is hurt. It's dumb. Don't do it. Can you imagine? Like, I'm not saying this happened. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But there's definitely, like, potential now that it could happen. So, like, you're a mid-aged person starter your team drafts a replacement i mean what if you just mentioned you know in passing oh yeah dude gambling on games are so easy like i'm not saying that like well again for hopefully buy yourself an extra year starting or if you're a backup i mean hopefully young guys aren't dumb enough to do this because one they're seeing all these suspensions handed out and two, from what I've heard from former players, it is hammered into you not to be Pete Rose and not to gamble. So, like, hopefully, if that does happen, those young bucks will just see right through that and not fall into it. But, apparently, too, Isaiah Rogers was trying to hide it by, he borrowed his friend's phone. If you, Okay. But they were like, they found it, like, it, like... Hey, this guy, why is this civilian at the Colts facility betting on games? Oh, he's best friends with Isaiah Rogers? It's probably not his best friend. <laughs> Something I learned is if you're having to hide what you're doing or trying to be creative about hiding what you're doing, you know you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But whatever, man. Whatever. Let's but, talk about something different. Yeah, we're going to talk about soccer. We meant to talk about this yesterday. It got away from us. And it's a lot to talk about. Let's just say this conversation's about to get messy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, Lionel Messi made the shocking move of announcing that he is joining Inter Miami. He is finally coming to the MLS, and the effects are already being felt. So, Messi joins Inter Miami, David Beckham's squad. And to put this in the perspective for you, last year... I thought David Beckham's squad was an L.A. team. He played for the Galaxy. He owns... Inter Miami? Yeah. Oh. Uh, So... Last year, the cheapest ticket for an Inter-Miami game was $29. The cheapest ticket for an Inter-Miami game this season is now $329. That is a $300 uptick for an MLS game. Did you see their Instagram followers? No. The Before Messi joined, Inter-Miami had a, just over a million followers. Mm-hmm. 
In less than 24 hours after it was announced that Messi was coming to the MLS, specifically to Inter Miami, they had over five million and counting. Now I think they're up to like seven. Yikes! Just that is insane. That is insane. But this is a lot more than just Messi coming to the to uh, Inter Miami. The deal has a lot in it. Right. So the deal hasn't been leaked just yet. We know what he turned down to join the Saudis, which was a two-year, one billion dollar contract. Is that a lot? Yeah, yeah. That's Patrick Mahomes' entire ten-year salary in one year. Yeah, that like that like bananas, and like we got a hint of that by going over N'Golo Conte and Kareem Benzema's contracts last episode. I yeah. think it was. 103 and 87 mil uh respectively or flipped i don't know anyways we know that's what he turned down we don't know the specificities of nice thank you thank you i've been practicing i can tell uh we don't know the specificities of i know i'm on a roll we don't know the specifics of (laughs) (laughs) the specificities of Lionel Messi's contract. <coughs> excuse me. You're not excused. I know, I'm the worst. Uh, we do know that it is comparable to David Beckham's contract. So, when David Beckham joined the LA Galaxy, he, he went from making $19.8 million a year to six point four. That is a 70% decrease. That was his salary via... LA Galaxy, what they paid him to play. But he was actually also the highest paid athlete in the world that year. Sponsorships? Not sponsorships. Sponsorships did play a role, but not as big a role as you might think. He made 50 mil a year. He did this because he got in his deal, he negotiated a piece of the club Mm. for the duration of while he was there so everything from tickets to merchandise to every single beer and hot dog sold at an la galaxy game while he was playing there went into his pocket and i think it was like 15 percent. jeez like it was a pretty pretty penny dude uh how do do we know it's comparable to david beckham's uh that that's that's all that's been leaked is that it is comparable to David Beckham's. And I think we all knew and expected that because like David Beckham is the one offering the contract. Yeah. And he like he at one point was the biggest household name in European soccer. And so he knows what it took to get that to the MLS. And honestly, Messi might not be the only one. Well, not only... So we know Messi got ownership stake in the club, similar to David Beckham, right? Uh, That we don't know for sure. The thing that we know more about is the TV deal. It's rumored that he got ownership stake in the club, but also a piece of the the Apple TV TV deal, Mm -hmm. which is a $250 million deal? Yeah. But, so he's not... So, like, okay, we'll get there. Okay. We're okay, getting ahead, okay. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry. Sorry. Uh that wasn't all that Beckham got though. Mm. He was also given a post-retirement deal to buy a team and the expansion fee for a team at 23 million dollars. At time at the time people thought it was crazy cuz Toronto FC was the last team to join. They paid 8 million dollars. So you're like it's locked in at $23 million. That seems like that's three times more than the last team yeah. paid. They expected David Beckham's contribution to the MLS to be to grow the sport by seven times. So Did it? to put it this way, uh, he was a, so he was able to buy the, an expansion rights deal for $23 million. Yeah. The last team to pay an expansion fee wasn't, was this year, last month. Nashville FC? No. San Diego. San Diego as a team? $500 million, million. That was the expansion fee. Wow. So he got an insane deal. Yeah. Uh, and it's very likely that Messi is going to get 
a similar deal. And I think it will be similar in the sense of leading to expansion. Yeah. I think the MLS is, I don't know if it's intentional. I don't think it is. Uh, the MLS is getting to a point where they have to introduce promotion relegation. They're getting too big. They've expanded to like seven different cities in the last two years. Don't they have like 15 teams? I think they're up to like 34 now. 34? I could be mistaken. I'm looking it up. You continue. Uh, Yeah, no, but like they're expecting that to grow even more. And the net, like with Messi coming, and it, and he, like I said earlier, he's not expected to be the only one. Antoine Griezmann has give has given his. There are twenty nine teams. Twenty nine. Uh, Griezmann has given his desire to come play in Miami. So is uh, I never I never remember how to pronounce this guy's name. It's K O K E. Koke. I think it might just be Coke, though. Cocky? Or Cokey. I, I, I don't know how to print. Like, Spanish soccer names Cock. mess me up. Cokey? No. That is not. That is not the pronunciation. Not even a little bit. Cokey? Let's just assume for a second that it's a carbon copy of the deal. It's very possible that this expansion fee could be what like i i can't even just envision the number it must be there because there's no chance they give him an expansion fee locked in at 23 mil like they gave beckham yeah like that like and if it was three times the amount of what it was currently i'm pretty sure messi is a bigger name than david beckham pretty sure like like relative to the time you know, pretty sure. I Lionel mean, Messi, I think, is widely considered to be the best soccer player of all time. Yeah, but Beckham was younger, and at the t- like, I'm saying like, like in the context of where they were at in their career, yeah, I versus just... the already existing foundation of U.S. soccer. You know. Yeah, but I think Messi's more popular now. Than David Beckham ever was in his entire career, and I think Messi is better at football than right now at 35, 34, however old he is, than David Beckham ever was at football. Yeah, like let's not forget this man just won a World Cup. Like I'm not, last year, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to take anything away from Messi. That's I'm, not I'm, what I'm trying I'm just, to do. All I'm saying is, even right now, at this point in his career, at this age, Lionel Messi is both more popular and better than David Beckham ever was at any point in his career. That's so. You so you're saying, I'm shifting this conversation a little bit. You're saying you would take a 40 year old Messi. He's not 40. He's not. He's like 34. There's no way. something like that. No way. Because Ronaldo's like 37. We both just paused. 35. He's 35. Yeah, he's 35. So you would take a 35-year-old Messi over a 25-year-old Beckham? He wasn't 25 when he came to the MLS. Oh, no. Oh, no. I guess you're... Oh, shit. Yeah. No, you're right. Messi is better. Yeah. Beckham was 32. But also, yes, I would take 35-year-old Messi to 25-year-old Beckham. Damn. Messi just won the World Cup. Okay, and Beckham didn't win a World Cup, but he was really good. He was really good. Ronaldo's 38. You're wrong on all counts today, buddy. Uh, Yeah. Been yeah. a wrong podcast for you. No, pretty I was. I, no, I mean you're pretty usually wrong. No, I'm just saying. Not often are you right. No. Name the last time you were right. The Panthers. Yeah, time for that. That was like five pods ago. Yeah. That counts. I'm counting that, that as a meow. That doesn't count. I'm counting that as a meow. That does not count. That was the only reason. You're right very often. The only reason I went into I, all I that knew you is because I wanted I knew a what you were. I knew what you were doing. I'm counting. 
your shenaniganery has been foiled. I frustrated you to the point where you made unintelligible sounds with your mouth. That's because that's it. That's because you went the same as a meow. You you came at me. You went like Harvey Specter. That's the same thing. I was like in a. I was a defendant on the pew. You're just grilling me. Yeah, that. (laughs) You ever been in the courtroom? No. It's very intimidating. I believe it. I think it's supposed to be. I was in a courtroom uh, because... Is this story time? I mean, very short. Uh, My grandparents were in litigation with their tenants of their house. Okay. Uh, And I was a witness. And so I got to miss the day of school. Nice. court. I wore a little suit, whatever. It was awful. I was not a fan. It was scary. And then at one point, right before court was about to start, the lady was like, hey... Can we talk outside to my granddad? And they went outside. And then they came back in like 10 minutes later. And they were like, we dropped the charges. And so I got to leave and spend the day with my grandparents and not be at school. Did they like take you to eat anywhere or anything? Probably. I don't remember. Bro, my grandmother, my mom's mom, used to pull me and my cousin out of school and take us to like Bob Evans and then Chuck E. Cheese. Solid? Yeah. My, uh, so my grandparents, growing up, uh, my grandparents lived right next to a bus stop. Mm-hmm. And my cousins used to live in Donaldson. We grew up in Hermitage. So, like, we went to school together. Um, not like we went to school together, but we went to school in the same area. Um, and we often would, like, after school, go to our grandparents' house. Well, apparently, I've heard stories. My cousins have told stories where... They would come home uh, to or go to my grandparents' house after school, and my grandma would make them uh, do their homework. And after they finished their homework, she would make them a snack and let them watch TV. That is not the same experience I had. When I got home from school, I ran in there, sat on the couch with my granddad, and just watched whatever I wanted, and my grandma just brought me a snack. She never made me do homework. And I told my cousins that, and they're just like, oh, no wonder you. We, we know you were the favorite, David. <laughs> I was just like, it was nice. I was forced to do homework by my dad's mom. I was always told to do homework. And I would say, yes, ma'am. But to, my mom would say, David, do your homework. And I'd say, yes, ma'am. And then I wouldn't do it. And then she'd go, did you do your homework? And I'd say, yes, ma'am. And I never did. She also made me eat vegetables. I mean, yeah, everyone made their kids eat vegetables. She made me disgust. Like, okay, disgusting is hard. She made me try vegetables that I knew I wasn't going to like and ended up not liking. Like cauliflower. Cauliflower is disgusting. And like broccoli. Broccoli's delicious. And like other vegetables. Are those the only two vegetables you know, Thomas? No. It's okay. I know peppers. I know onions. We're not doing this. I know vegetables, okay? I used to not like a lot of vegetables when I was a kid. My mom's policy was one bite. You had to take a legitimate bite. It couldn't be a little, like, tiny little bite on the tip of your teeth or whatever. But like a full, A legitimate bite. bite. Yeah. And then if you did not like it, you couldn't say, I hate it or I don't like it. You would have to say... Uh, I'm not a fan of that, or I would prefer not to eat that. Something nice, so you didn't insult whoever was making it. But you had to try a full bite. If you didn't like it, she wouldn't make us eat it. Um, I kind of wish she had made me eat more. Because like as an adult, I'll eat vegetables that I didn't like as a kid. And I'm like, this is quite delicious. I've been missing out for 20 years. You know? Like carrots. I didn't start eating carrots again until like college. Really? For 15 years, I didn't eat carrots because I thought I hated them. I love carrots. They're delicious. I mean, they're okay. They're fantastic. They're fine. They're amazing. Like, for me, it's like a vegetable by vegetable, like, basis on how I like my vegetable. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some that I only like sauteed, some that I only like raw. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could eat an onion. I I could eat an onion straight. There was an onion right here. I could cut it. That's I love onions. Disgusting. But they're delicious sauteed. Webb's dad, bro. Our friend Webb. You guys don't know Webb. Webb Some dad. of you know Webb. Our friend's dad, Webb. Webb's yeah. dad. He does this thing where he takes an onion, he cuts the top off, he puts it in an aluminum foil, 
puts like some oil and I guess some other stuff on it, slaps it on the grill, does some cooking, whatever, cooks on the grill, takes it off, at the very end takes the onion off. It's this like soft, melt-in-your-mouth onion that just tastes phenomenal. I, I've never, I've only had it there one time and I desperately want it again. It was delicious. Wow. Did you just like eat? Like how how was the onion ate? Was it like added to something? Or no. That's was... what I'm saying. You just peeled off a bit of the onion. It was still connected on the bottom because you didn't cut off the bottom part. So you just peeled it off, kind of peeled off that bottom end, just ate it. It was melting your, mu- melt your mouth buttery soft. It was delicious, dude. That makes me so uncomfortable. We had it with steak, so sometimes I would like take a couple pieces of onion and then a piece of steak, and that was delicious. That sounds good. It was very good. That sounds good. That sounds fine. Yeah. The other one, not sure about, but... Bro, when we were in high school, we went on a camping trip. The one I probably messed up my foot on. And uh, Miss Anna... Was like, I love potatoes. I could eat them raw. And I was like, no shot. And she goes, she takes a bite out of a potato. Um, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little upset right now. Not going to lie. Because Miss Anna stopped me from eating a baked potato like it was a hot dog when we were in Demas's one night. Being in a public place where you need to look presentable is not the same as being in a campsite where you haven't showered in three days. Yeah, but it was I wasted a lot of that potato. Why didn't you just eat it? Because I'm not just gonna eat the skin. Just ha- cut it up. You got a knife and a fork? Cut it in bites. No. I'm a man. I'm supposed to figure it out on my own. You you have the palate of a seven year old, I swear. What I don't think how you cut it changes the taste. Fine, not the palate. The eating habits of a seven-year-old. You have the eating habits of a five-year-old. That's simply not true. Prove it. Okay, I had broccoli and bacon-wrapped shrimp for lunch. Okay, I had a fancy hot dog. I was at work. So I had broccoli and shrimp. You had a hot dog. Uh, no. A you want to you want to come back around to this? A fancy. You want to come dog. back around to this? A fancy hot. You want to do it again? It was a fancy hot dog. Okay. It had bacon, cheese, ch- chili, grilled onions, hot sauce. Twenty five out of your last twenty six orders at the Mexican restaurant has been chicken, cheese, and rice. Okay. It's a. It's it's consistent. Where did we go? Where did we go? Just a couple weeks ago, a nice place, and you got chicken tenders. I did where, not get chicken tenders. It was where all was daddies. It? And I got... Where was it? It was all daddies. Yeah. And I didn't get chicken tenders. Well, you I, were going to. I was, because I like chicken tenders, and I will not be persecuted for that. There's nothing wrong with liking chicken tenders. But when you go to a place that specifies in something else, a place that offers fine cuisine, and you eat... Chicken tenders. Okay, guess what? Chicken tenders. You get chicken tenders when you go to Captain D's? I don't go to Captain D's because I'm allergic to Captain D's. You're not allergic to their white cod? Okay, it's I'm not trusting myself with the one item that I'm not allergic to that's fried. They have catfish. They have grilled white fish. The point they have a is, ton of stuff you can eat at Captain The point D's. is, that's an unnecessary risk to me for someone who's allergic to shellfish for mediocre food. You eat a Mexican? Mexican's different. It's worth the risk. <laughs> Captain D's is not. Captain D's is elite. Captain D's is a top seven fast food chain of all time. No. What? Yes. Are you? I can name you seven fast food chains right now off the top of my head that are better than Captain D's. Go for it. Cookout. Correct. McDonald's. Correct. Taco Bell. Correct. Chick-fil-A. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Whataburger. Correct. How many do I need to name? Two more. Two more? Oh. Do pizza places count? Oh, uh, like fast food chains, yeah. Like Pizza Hut? Yeah. Incorrect. Pe- 
What? Captain D. Uh, I also like fish better than pizza. Okay. Uh, no, that's that's Like, fair. if you give that's me fair. fish and chips or a pizza, I'm taking fish and chips ten times out of ten. No, that's fair. Hardee's. No. What? Captain D's. Really? I think Hardee's has the best fast food burger outside of Whataburger. Wendy's. But outside of their burger, that's it. I'm not a huge Wendy's guy. Really? I don't like their nuggets. Their salads are too small and too expensive. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And yes, the salads. Yes, I agree. Uh, the The regular nuggets aren't what's like the thing. The spicy nuggets are like the thing. And so you know I don't like spicy. Nuggets. Yeah. So like so like that I, immediately. There's. No I'm personally just not a Wendy's fan. Their yeah. breakfast though is elite. Okay. But okay. everything Captain D's has is elite. I mean, I love. I was also raised on Captain D's, so I might be a bit biased. Panda. Uh, is Panda fast food? Yeah, it's got a drive-through. I wasn't really counting Panda, but I'll count Panda. Slim chickens. All right, yeah. So okay, it's a top eight fast food place. KFC. But again, no, no, God no. I think Captain D's chicken is better than KFC's chicken. Dunkin' Donuts. No. What? They don't even have real food. Jets. Jets pizza is not fast food. I mean, I kind of feel like it is. Jets pizza is not fast food. It is fast food, but it's not fast food. Jersey Mike's. Definitely not fast food. Sub shops are not fast food. So you don't count Subway as fast food? Yes. Because Subway has the quality of fast food. Jimmy John's? I don't like Jimmy John's. I don't like cold sandwiches. I don't. Yeah, why would you pay for a cold sandwich? That doesn't make yeah, that. Like that's so unecological. Eco, e- no. Economical. Uh, economical. Yeah, go. that's what I said. Why would you say ecological? Man? I don't know. That's I'm so silly. But anyway, uh, Captain D's is elite. Messi's coming to the MLS. Uh, we know you have you have told us what we know. Oh, he, he's getting a part of the. MLS season pass through Apple TV. Yeah. So you have told us what's come out yet. We don't know all the specificities, as you said, but you the have told us. specifics are missing. You have told us what we know. So here's my question to you. Okay. How do you feel about it, both for the MLS and for Messi? This is a great thing for the MLS. This is a great thing. I mean, it's a great thing. I cannot agree more. Um, I think it's going to do what they wanted to do with Beckham, and I think that's going to, in turn, spur other teams to go out and bring in some players this year. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more. I don't think it's going to be a star thing, you know, like we've seen with the Chinese League and what we're seeing with the Saudi League, where... A, a few select star players leave but i do think the quality of players that are acquired is going to consistently rise because right now the mls is a hard league to sell because the competition isn't there and you don't build the competition level by just adding a bunch of stars but you add a star maybe two and you use that, the allure of playing with and against players like that, to bring in not star players, but higher level players. Maybe a guy is going like to come to take his chances on the development league in Miami instead of going over to England. Maybe. Or like the 12th guy on yeah. a German team that finishes top six. Or maybe even like the 14th yeah. guy on a prim team. Like, I got you. Like, I think that's the desired result. I got you. And I think a player like Messi coming to the league to play for an owner like Beckham who has the connections and has the name appeal, I think the MLS is setting themselves up for something possibly very good here. I agree um, 100%. I, I think he's far and away the biggest name that's ever come to the MLS. I think he is still very talented. I think he's going to make guys look super silly, which is going to be fun to watch. But um, I do think in the future, uh, if you had, to- if I'm a 17 year old kid, and I can play in a U21 league in England, or I can come be the 11th or 12th guy on Inter Miami to play with Messi, I w- that was my idol growing up. 
right? I'm yeah. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come play with Messi. So I think it is phenomenal for bringing guys to uh, the MLS. I think it's phenomenal for just attention and eyes on the MLS. I mean, we just saw what the impact it had on one single team in less than 24 hours, gaining millions of followers. So I think a lot of people are... And this being on a streaming service makes it immediately more accessible to a lot of people. You don't have to buy an entire cable package to watch it. I think I have I have something to say. Oh, that's I, great. I, I have a uh, prediction to yeah. make. I think Messi is going to make more money off the TV deal than the MLS will. I don't know about that. I mean, think about it. Think about he's it. He's only he's only getting part of it. No, no, no. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about so. it. Think about it. This is the only package that is available fully streaming. Okay, but hear me out. Okay. Let's say he got as much as 49%. Right? Yeah. The MLS has 51%. No, Apple gets the 51%. They already paid for the rights. 10 years, $250 million. Listen, that's fair. You're right. Messi's going right. to get paid. You're right. And also, like, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing You're to right. think about. Because you don't have... Because it's a streaming service, not a cable thing, that's not limited to American users. You're right. Messi is going to get yeah. paid. And that leads me into why I think it's phenomenal for Messi. Yeah. I think it's super easy to look at the short term. He gave up a billion dollars, right? Yeah. A billion let's not sleep on how much a billion dollars is, but that's a finite amount of money. He yeah. is now potentially getting ownership stake in a league that has done nothing but grow in the thirty years it's existed. He is getting a deal with the streaming service in which it's a part of. So with the league grows, his money grows twofold. Because with the team and with uh, with ownership stake in the league, and with the amount of people who are going to be streaming the service. And so, on top of the money he's already... Plus, the ability to also then buy a team later down the road. Yes, a billion dollars giving up right now, but in 10 years, is he not going to have more than a billion dollars thanks to this? Oh, And yeah. that's going to continue to grow for the rest of his life? Well, I don't know. I think he might just be getting... I think... The deal part might just be for while he's on roster. Even still, though. But, um... He'll play to, what, 40? Yeah, but I don't know if that will be in Miami. I think he'll be in Miami for at least two seasons, but he might go back to Barca, you know? Oh. Um, the, I mean, the ball... Like, soccer is one of those sports where the balls in the player's court can play. There's not a lot of precedent, though, for a player going to the MLS and then back to European football. No, there isn't. There isn't. You're right. But uh, I got a question for you that literally just formed. What's up? Is this the last domino beef that changes the big four? Is this domino falling for the MLS the last one needed to change the big four? I have not looked into viewership, per se. Yeah. But I don't think this is close enough to baseball to overtake it just because Messi. I'm not I saying, think it gets it closer to baseball. I'm not saying baseball. Certainly not hockey. Because this is the first year hockey's had its deal with ESPN. Hockey's no, going to grow. They were on ESPN last season. Uh, for but the first full year with ESPN. Yeah, but the Hockey's going to grow. The coverage has been... So far. Yeah. But when ESPN first made a deal with football, it didn't grow overnight. No, when that's When it first fair. made the deal with ESPN, didn't grow overnight. I think it's a slow burn type of thing. And I think in 10 years, in even five years, is where we'll start to see the drastic growth of the NHL. Uh, so, no. I don't... And, like... I think the NHL has a much bigger viewing audience in Canada than the MLS does or will. So I, I, I think if any 
sport is likely to fall out of the big four in place of the MLS, it'll be baseball. Uh, and I don't foresee that happening yet. I think that's still years down the road. I think what's more likely is we just start referring it to the big five. No, that's that's five more than reasonable. Sports, the five major sports in the U.S. as opposed to the four. You know what I mean? I might be harping on this too much. I really think that if they added promotion relegation, it would do a number to the interest in that sport. Because There's only 29 teams. That's going to be... I think you have to have at I least think, 40. Well, I was always uh, a, a believer in they should just adopt the USL as their B tier. I mean, Cuz like there's been a number of Premier League or not Premier League teams what? There's been a number of Major League Soccer teams that were USL teams. Like Nashville SC was a USL team that got bumped up. Really? Due to the city being like we want this. I don't think that'd be a bad I don't think that'd be bad at all. Like it just makes it makes a lot of yeah. sense and a lot yeah. of and there's there's already teams in the MLS that have a B team that plays in the USL and their tie, their team name is literally LA galaxy two. Like, like Dortmund has a, has a B team that plays in like the third tier of the Bundesliga and it's Dortmund two. Like this, like, yeah. I mean, I don't think that'd be a bad, a bad thing. Although could you imagine there being two Dortmunds in the same league? Uh, no, cause Dortmund's terrible and awful. No, I, no, but like, like legitimately, like, what if there were like Dortmund and Dortmund too? Yeah. Um, what if instead of promotion relegation, it was more like, uh, baseball in the sense of major and minor leagues? I don't. I think. I don't think. I don't know that soccer is built to have a minor system. They have feeder clubs, like uh. Or, like, if a group owns more than one club, they'll buy another club in another division yeah. to, like, loan a... Pl- like, a City has done it with uh, New York City. Yeah. Uh, or RB Leipzig, RB Salzburg, New York Red Bulls. Like, that way they can loan out younger players, still get a use out of them, and have a direct hand in their development. You and know see, what I'm saying? And see, that to me is... You can workshop that into Major League, Minor League. Because, I mean, that's what the Milwaukee Admirals are. Yeah. We, I just, when, when guys aren't playing well, we send them down to Milwaukee to get better. When we finish our season, we send them down to Milwaukee to get more play uh, experience because Milwaukee is still in the playoffs. Like we, Yeah, like, but the implications are a little different with, like, so in Nashville for hockey to make that just easy. Right. Did you see we just got a new ESCHL affiliate? No, I did not. Who I is forget, it? I forget who it is. I'll have to look it up. What? Why'd you bring that to the table if you didn't I, know who it was? I thought about it. Um, the difference is, like, here's, here's the big difference, right? When you send a player from the NHL to the AHL, like, you still retain that player and, like, the roster, salary, all that stuff. In soccer, the way it's set up, when you loan out a player to a different f- club, that player does not count against you in any facet. Like, the only thing you have are the rights. That that, might, that player might as well have never played for your team. Gotcha. So, and I think, like, the buying-selling aspect as opposed to the trading aspect would just be, would add just enough to make that unfeasible. Gotcha. So that's, I think it's more likely you see like a, maybe a two teams enter an agreement with another club to loan out players to this club each year. Yeah. It's kind of like a pseudo AHL, NHL, minors, majors, but not officially. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's the Atlanta Gladiators. I saw a post. And it said, uh, we're proud to be Atlanta's only major league hockey team. <laughs> and it said, and then at the bottom it was like, thank you, Preds, or whatever. Oh, my God. Um, that's that's funny. Yeah. But, anyway, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, you sure can. Can I assume that we are not going to talk about hockey? <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> that's okay. We'll have another game to talk about uh, when we do talk about it on Sunday for Monday's pod. 
but I think it's a great deal for the MLS and a great deal for Messi. I think long term, it's a it's a phenomenal deal for for Messi, uh, taking the pressure off of him a little bit. Yeah, not making as much money on the front side but having the potential to make just as much on the backside. Bro, think about how much he's going to get in endorsements in a market like Miami. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And he's Spanish. Yeah, I was about to say, well, he's or Argentine, Argentine. But yeah, he's yeah. Hispanic. Uh, Miami has a very large Hispanic population. 72.5%. Yeah, so, yeah, huge. Yeah, huge. Huge. Listen, nah, he got indicted. I don't know what sport you're most excited for. I don't know if you still think Messi's going to be any good. I just pulled that out of my butt. That was terrible. Yeah, I know. I couldn't think. I blanked. Okay, listen. I don't know about you, but... uh, I'm feeling 22. We're just here so we don't get fined. (laughs) 